before that, I'd like to just go to God's Word and share an admonishment that I can to our parents and families tonight. It's found in Psalm 127, and I'd like to go down to verse number 4, and it speaks to every parent here. If you have a child, you're about to plan a child, it'll speak to you. For all of those who are dedicating your children tonight, this is instruction for you. It says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in the court. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Arrows in the hands of a quiver. What, a, what an unusual metaphor. What an unusual analogy he's using to tell us what it's like as families to have children. Ha have, you ever, have you ever tried archery? Okay. It's not as easy as it looks, let me just tell you. It's not as easy as it looks. And he's giving us instruction here. And I think he's identifying three important things for all parents to consider. When you, when you have a, an arrow and a bow, first it takes care. You know, there's one end of that arrow that's sharp. There, there's one end of that arrow. You, you, you better know what you're doing with or it, it could end up in a wound. It, it takes care. Number two, with, a, with an arrow, you have to aim it. And he's teaching us as parents. There has to be care. And number two, you have to give it direction. You have to give the arrow direction. It's the one who has the bow, the archer, points the arrow. I think it's saying something to every one of his parents. We, may, we must make the decision that we want our children to grow in, to go in, to follow through in life. We must aim them. We must direct them. And number three, in order for the arrow to go, there's a point in which you have to release it. And that's raising children. It it's takes care, and that's particularly in the formative years. And But there's an important time that you're always bringing direction and pointing their soul, pointing their life. But there comes a time that you have to let go. And that's what it takes to be an effective parent. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Let me just for a moment, as I bring all of these together, let me share with you 10 ways to blow it as a parent. Okay? You may come up with 11 or 12, but I'm going to share with you quickly 10 ways you can blow it as a parent. Consider this. Number one, frequently have fights in front of your children with your spouse. Just voice every complaint. Put, every, put all of your business out there for your kids to hear it all the time. And I'll tell you, you'll be blowing it as a parent because they get a mixed message. They see you hug and kiss one moment, and then they see you argue and fuss the next moment, and it mixes them up. What is true love? What is this like? What's, when, when is it on? When is it off? 
and they go into life with an inconsistent definition of what a healthy family should be. Number nine, stifle your children with questions by saying, don't bother me, I'm busy right now. Just tell them to scoot them off in the other room. Let the TV babysit them. Let them get all of their questions and answers on the internet or from TV. You'll, you'll, you'll blow it as a parent. Number, number three, number three, take no interest in your children's friends. Yeah. Just because those kids, neighbor kids, uh, wear designer clothes and they're cool doesn't necessarily mean they need to be your kids' best friends. Let me go on. Number four, never discipline your children. Try to use psychology on them instead. Yeah. Have you ever seen that parent? And they, they're trying to have a counseling session with their children at the checkout counter at the grocery store over candy. Well, you just need to understand that will rot your teeth and we do healthy things in our house and they're trying to have a counseling session. And the six-year-old has no understanding about the decay of teeth. Okay? And the parents trying to explain and counsel them through that. And you're, you're just, sometimes you don't know if you need to spank the parent or the child in that moment. You know what I'm talking about? You want to say, come on, sir, come on, lady, get it. Get it. Number five, nag them about their schoolwork and never compliment them on their achievements. Tell them when they got a B, they should have got an A. Tell them when they cleaned their room, they should have cleaned it faster. Tell them when they made their bed, they could have done it a little bit better. Tell them when they ate their food, they should have cleaned it up a little bit better. Tell them when they, they cleaned it up well, they should have put their uh, plate in the sink. Just always make room. Always tell them they could have done a little bit better job about them. Let them go through life always feeling disapproval and you'll blow it as a parent. Number six, demonstrate your love by material things only. Just buy them everything. Yeah, just get caught in the materialism of the day. They've got to have everything. I mean, by six years old, you've got to have an iPhone. You've got to have your own TV in your room. You've got to have designer this. You've got to, and just let them live on that. And let that be a substitute for quality relationship and quality time. Number seven, never discuss the facts of life with them. Just let them learn it in the hall room at middle school or elementary school. Yeah, just let the internet teach them. Just say, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. Do you know there's a reason why we address some of those things with kids at church? Because sometimes parents are not addressing them at home. I feel uncomfortable about that. Can I tell you, they're going to hear about it. Wouldn't you rather they hear it from you or hear it, from, hear it at church than hear it in the locker room? Well, that was a weak amen. That's a weak amen. Let me go further here. How to blow it in life. Never let your kids know that you're praying for them. You pray for them, parents. Do you tell them? Do you remind them? Can I read to you what Job did? Sometimes we talk about Job and Job the comforters and, and the story of Job. But there's something found in chapter number 1. Every parent can learn from Job chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Here's what it says. 
and Job. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes and on their birthdays. And they would invite the three sisters to eat and drink. When a period of feasting had occurred, had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice burnt offerings for them, thinking, quote, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. Wow. He was, he was attentive. He was attentive to their spiritual well-being. Number nine, how to blow it as a parent. Absolutely refuse to believe, believe it when you're told that your children have done something wrong. Oh, go up there to the school, pound your fist. My little darling couldn't have done that. No. Go tell the youth pastor, no, it's all the other kids' fault. Ah, mine's an angel. It's all those other kids in the youth group. They're just scoundrels and devils. <laughs> my, 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 my child would never lie. My child would never tell an untruth. And always, always see them as being the perfect and not believe it when you're told something else. Number 10, how to blow it as a parent. Never let your children make their own, excuse me, let your children make their own church uh, choices about religion in church. Oh, sweetheart, do you want to go to church today? Okay, you don't want to, we'll just stay home. Do, do you not want to pray? Okay, we won't pray. Do you not want to do that? No, we won't. Letting children make the spiritual decisions in the home. You'll blow it as a parent. You'll miss it. There is something that those in the area of business and economics, you'll know this, you'll know this rule. You've heard of the rule of the 80-20. Oh, many of you in the business area, in the corporate area, man, many of those who, uh, who have studied economics and have studied uh, corporate management, organizational management, you, you, you're already clicking with me, you're already there. Can I tell you, the 80-20 rule is for all of life. It's for home finances. It's for time management. The 80-20 rule works in all areas. In, in some aspects, it's called the law of disproportional results. The law of disproportional results, frequently called the 80-20 rule or the Pareto rule. What is it? What is the 80-20 rule? It's this. That 80% of your time and energy will produce 20% of the good and the benefit and the results in life. 80% of what you do will yield 20% of the efforts and the results and the rewards in life. But there is 20% of what we do that will yield 80% of the benefits in life. On your job, on your job, 80% of what you do only brings 20% of the productivity to your job, to your company, to your corporation, or your own business. But there is this 20% that you do that will yield 80% of the profits, the margins, the benefits, and the ability to get a raise or a promotion. It's the same thing in time management. The 80-20 rule also applies to parents. What does that mean? The law of disproportional results. Parents, 
80% of what you do will make 20% of the difference in your family. But there is 20% of what you'll do that will make 80% of the difference in your children's life. And the key is to knowing what that, what that 20% is. Oh, some of the 80%. You'll drive across town. You'll go from place to place looking for the blue pack backpack instead of the red one for school. Yes. You'll drive here, there. You'll, you'll go up to Nebronfels. You'll, you'll, you'll go down here. You'll, you'll go to all over. You'll go to three or four malls to get the right tennis shoes with the right laces because that's the one your child has got to have oh they want this color t-shirt oh we we, we have got to have this 60 inch screen tv we can't live with the 32 inch so we'll do we'll 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 go and sacrifice other things and do without other things and i'll i'll do overtime so we can have the 60 inch instead of the 30 inch or 32 inch and you'll do a lot of stuff and it'll make that much difference in your family in your life and your happiness and the well-being of your children but there are a few things there's 20 percent of what you do that will be 80 percent of the benefit they will become the building blocks of your children's life it'll be the building blocks of what the children and you know what it won't be the thing they talk about when they're teenagers. Guess what? We grew up with a 60-inch screen and not instead of a 32-inch screen. Guess what? We, had, we all had smartphones and we all had this and we all had. That's not going to be the stuff they remember. That stuff will come and go. And the wise parent, the wise parent understands what the 20% is. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Let me bring it down to this. Family and faith. Strong faith will build a strong family. Yeah, there it is. There it is. And I'm here to challenge parents. I'm here to invite you right before we call you forward. I'm going to bring this challenge. Put God first. Put God first. It'll be a tendency to do other things. Oh, guess what? We can go here, we can do that, and, and fit God and fit church in just when it's convenient. Yeah. All the other stuff is the 80% that will yield 20%. But there are life-building, character-building, heart-building things that you can do. The 20%, the few things that make the big difference in life. And I want to suggest to you, your spiritual values follow into, fall into that. Your child is a gift from heaven, a gift from heaven. And I challenge you to know that. I'm going to invite my wife, Denise, up here, and she's going to be a part of this portion of the service. When she begins to call the children's names I'm going to invite the parents and the guardians to come forward and when you come forward would you just stand right here along the edge and if you would please start in the middle and we'll go out just if you're coming here just come to the middle face the audience and then as she calls the name we'll fill up the front and then in just a moment 
I'm going to pray a dedication prayer for you and your children and your family. Please, Denise. Microphone. Did we not get a microphone? Well, good evening. We have 31 children tonight to dedicate to the Lord. Amen. Angelina Esther Alvarado and Olivia Faith Alvarado. Idel <laughs> Bashanga. Emmy <laughs> Madeline Bokai. Caitlin Casanova. Calliope Leah Davila. Juan Candelario Davila II. Juliana Garcia. Brody Quinn Garrett. Josiah Alexander Guzman. Mark Samuel Guzman, Jr. Brooklyn Renee Hernandez and Kira Jalen Sanchez. John David Hernandez and Jorge Luke Hernandez. Jaden Jackson. Cameron Jackson Mendez and Carlos Anthony Mendez. Tegan J. Miranda. Natalie Renee Montez and Jaden Michael Montez. Joshua Obregón. Isabella Abriel Olive. Isabella Lynette Pinarelli and Michael Alexander Pinarelli. Alyssa Amy Perez and Julissa Amor Perez. Ariana Pompa. Landon Portillo. <laughs> Josen Dalen Ramos. Maisie Grace Reyes. Ali Lennon Rodriguez. Jacob Romero and Isabella Romero. Mm. 
Benjamin Ryan Sanchez. Ruben Lucas Vasquez and Sofia Eliana Vasquez. Sydney Grace Vasquez. And Alexander Yelitz. I'm going to invite the parents, if they would, to just for a moment to turn around and face me. I have a privilege right now to lead you in a moment in a dedication prayer. This is a prayer to say, I commit myself before God to raise my children in the fear and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're at an altar. An altar is a place that we make a commitment. You're making a commitment to God, and God's going to honor that. God is going to help you. There'll be challenges. Yes, there'll be challenges. But the journey is going to be worth it. And that little darling is going to grow up and, and then all of a sudden become a young man and a young lady. And they're going to go off in life. And I pray they take the Lord with them through life's journey. Life will bring its challenges. You'll stand by them and stand with them. And I pray God will protect your heart and your marriage and keep it strong so that there's a healthy environment for that little baby to grow up in. God will honor that. You were given just a moment a card this card is going to invite you immediately after the service to go out of these doors and to the left in the children's registration area. And there is a bag for you, and we have some resources in that bag for you. There is a Bible and another book. There's a letter in there inside of that, inside of that gift bag. And I'm going to ask you to take that letter and hold on to it because it's addressed to your children from me. And on their 13th birthday, I'm going to invite you to present that to them. And on their 13th birthday, as they begin the teenage years, it's to remind them on this night, you as parents stood with them in an altar and dedicated them to the Lord as they begun, began young adulthood they would be reminded of that, that you made a commitment to raise them in the ways of the Lord. And I'm going to invite them in that letter to follow in the ways of the Lord. So hold on to that letter and put it in a safe place and then give it to them in a few years. Additionally, inside there along with the others, this is something I have done for some time there's a handkerchief with Psalm 139 verse number 16 embroidered on it and it says this all my days ordained for me are written in his book before one of them came to pass and it's to remind you that God has a purpose for your children every one of their days 
Every one of their days has been ordained. God has a perfect will for them. And there's going to perhaps come a day when you're not going to fully see that and at times may not believe that because the circumstances and some of the decisions may not agree with your heart. You're going to love your kids anyway, but there's going to be times, dads, times, moms, your eyes are going to be filled with tears. And when you have those tears, this handkerchief is to remind you of God's promise. God's promise for your children is this, their days ordained or numbered. And you're going to hold on to that promise and you're going to pray him through some stuff. And perhaps this can give you a sense of, of encouragement and comfort during that time and during that challenging season. Again, after this dedication prayer, I'm going to invite you to step out and they're going to take a picture of you down there. They're going to give you this gift bag. And I just want you to see, receive it with our, our, sincere, our sincere appreciation and admiration for the challenges you have taken on. And I remind our church family, these are special people, these, these parents, because in a day when it is convenient and easy to just abort life, these parents looked all the risk and the responsibilities in the face and said, we're gonna have a baby. And I appreciate the fact that you have done that. And can I tell you, that pleases God. So right now, I'm going to invite you. You have your children with you. Moms and dads, if you're together, just hold on to that sweet dollar, darling. And let's pray a dedication prayer. I'm going to invite the congregation to stand together with me. If you have, if you have family down here and you would like to join them for this dedication prayer, you're welcome to do so. You're welcome to come down if you're a parent or a grandparent, uh, uh, extended family, uh, to come and stand with them. That would be very appropriate to do that. Let's pray now. Heavenly Father, at this moment and in this altar, I lead these families people that have committed to serve the Lord and raise their children in the fear of the Lord. And as the word says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior, our children in one's youth, it will take care, it will take direction, and there will be a moment they're going to have to release and let go. But God, that's your plan. And I pray, God, your strength for these families. And I pray for whatever stage and season they're at, they will have the appropriate grace of the Lord to deal with it. The guidance of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God. I pray for dads. I pray, God, that men will be men of faith and will raise the standard of righteousness in the home. They may not even have been raised in the things of God as a child, but that they will become men of God in the home. Bless these men. Have your hand upon these fathers. God, grant them strength and courage and boldness to just take the lead spiritually for the mothers. 
God continue to give them the grace in their heart. Their hearts are so tender, and I thank you for that. And I ask you, Lord, to have your hand upon them. Protect their family. Protect their home. Protect their children. At an early age, may their children come to know Jesus as Savior. May they serve God. May they walk a path of righteousness. May they grow up to honor the Lord. May they be a blessing to society, a blessing to the church, and a blessing to their family. And I pray the keeping grace of God to be upon them, that you'll build a hedge around their heart and minds and soul and spirit, and that these children will grow up to love you with all of their heart, mind, and soul. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. I dedicate these children to the Lord. They are yours all the days of their life. God keep them, and we as a church family commit to stand with them and to encourage and strengthen these families in the things of the Lord. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. And our church family said, Amen. 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 Amen.